Uh, tonight, it's Ryan and Nick from our home studios. The big game's going to be next week, though. We're going to be onside all week in Las Vegas. BetQL Network's going to have shows from the BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. Going to have all kinds of guests. Going to have all kinds of people showing up. We're going to be going around checking out some stuff, maybe some food reviews, maybe a makeover for PJ, who's going to be out there with us, too, helping out all the shows. Tons of stuff going on right here, BetQL Network, all of it. It's going to be an incredible week, Ryan. Uh, we also now have continued the bit as the show has gone on. When you put us at home, we do things a little bit differently. This all started when we tried to find something random around our home setups, uh, sports-related, and or just in general, just something random. I had the weird cutout of me that was at Capital One Arena during the pandemic. Uh, that freaked everybody out, so I put that away very quickly. We're going to never do that again. I promise, guys, don't worry unless I just don't want to show up. I'll just have it stand in for me. It'll be totally fine. So uh, you right now, though, sir, have yourself something that is a spring yeah. training jersey, which will be uh, – that yeah. that's a new one so far for us today. Yeah, I had to go deep in the closet. Uh, Omar Vizquel, former uh, shortstop for the then Cleveland Indians, now Guardians, gifted me this uh, in Arizona one year. Uh, I believe it was Arizona. I was young and, uh, yeah, got it autographed <laughs> on the back as well. So I went uh, – Went, went, went deep in the closet for this one. Now I'm trying to figure out, is that a smush Parker? What are you rocking there? Now, so this one is going to take you about two seconds to figure out. I've had some ones that are a little more obscure. This jersey, Kobe. all you got to do is look at the number. Yeah, Lakers number That's eight, insane. Kobe Bryant. Here's the thing, though. When you look at it, look how wide the sleeves are. Remember when the era, the NBA went through this era where they went, it was more like a instead of a tank top, the jerseys were more like a, a cutoff T-shirt. That's what this is right here. And it looks, honestly, when I look at myself on the camera here, I look like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. I got a black t-shirt. I got this yeah. like big yellow vest looking thing. And I'm ready to just be like, get over here. Like that's that's yeah. what this looks like right now. So this was a bad era, I'll be honest. The jerseys when they had the big wide kind of sleeve looking thing, almost as bad as the jerseys that had sleeves. Sleeves. Never again, NBA. Let's not even pretend. It was a horrible, horrible idea. Guys were ripping them off and splitting them. It was a terrible thing. But second to that was this, where you had just big wide sleeves like it was a cutoff t-shirt. Yeah, like when I see those type of jerseys, that cut right there, that reminds me of like the seventh or eighth grade when a team would show up, they would get off the bus, and you'd be like, we are going to bust these guys' ass. Like this is yeah. somebody's beast. Is this yeah. somebody's sixth grade squad? Like did the eighth grade team catch the chicken pox? Or I'll catch mono. Like, that's what those jerseys remind me of. Those are like the practice jerseys. I, I can't believe that those things ever existed. But, um, man, yeah. shout out to your NBA jersey game, though. Pretty, I mean, you got, I mean, you got the Kobe, right? But also you got the Larry Johnson. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're uh, the Michael Finley. Now that was, I think that yeah. wins the night, to be honest. I was a big Michael Finley it guy. Might. Plus, you know, shout out the Badgers, of course. Yeah, so it might win the night, but I got a couple more. So I'll tell you right now, I won't wear the Shaq. I got a Shaq Lakers jersey. Not going to bring that on. Got a Kobe already. Don't need to do both because we only got two more segments. I got two more, though, and I want to see what you think about those because we got two more segments in the show after this. I'll see if you think any of those top the Michael Finley Mavericks jersey that's there. Uh, I know you're like me, Ryan, and you like to look at NFL mock drafts early uh, and often, yeah. as right now, we're looking at Caleb Williams, minus 900 to be the number one overall pick. Drake Mays, plus 450 to go one. 
Jane Daniels, 10 to 1, Marvin Harrison Jr., 11. And we go down the board to like Michael Penix at 40 and Bo Nix at 90 to 1. Fine. Those odds are there. We know none of that's happening. That tells us the story. Caleb Williams going number one overall. The question really becomes here, and you, I mean, again, love the, 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 uh, the NFL draft as much as anybody. Betting on it, you're great at it. Uh, the, the NBA and NFL draft are two places where I love to sit there and make a lot of money. I think the bet, still for me, Bijan Robinson going number eight to the Falcons, that exact pick, that's one of those all-timers for me where I'm just going to go, okay, I hit that, like hitting you know two outrights in golf last year. They just do this and know that it's probably never going to happen again just like that. But, you know, it's interesting here because Caleb Williams has been talked about as a number one overall pick for years. Like, this is nothing new. We know this is going to come down here. We got that weird spot still. We're trying to figure out what the Bears are going to do. Now, I think the most logical thing is they trade Justin Fields, get themselves maybe a second and a fourth or a fifth. There are teams that have been willing to possibly reportedly give up uh, at least a second round pick for him, play well at the end of the season. But what if, let's just say, what if? What if the Bears decide to keep Justin Fields? Do something crazy. I, it's still going to be Caleb Williams, but the question then just becomes, like, who's actually trading up to take him, and how does that then scramble the rest of the draft moving down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a really good question, too. I mean, I think Chicago should and will take Caleb Williams yeah. or Drake May or Jalen uh, Jaden Daniels, but I think it will be uh, Caleb Williams. But... Let's say they do want to hang on to Justin Fields. Obviously, mm. like he has the respect of everybody in that locker room. He hasn't had a very good offensive line. The offensive line was much improved the second half of last season. They finally invested in the offensive line. But like DJ Moore's option number one, he's your number one weapon. He came out and said that he thinks Justin Fields is a better option than Caleb Williams or Drake May or even Jaden Daniels. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's he supposed to say? It's easier for... Right. DJ Moore to kind of see the writing on the wall and come out and say like Luke Getze, yeah, he's just fine. You can't really do that though with the quarterback because if he is back, there goes your targets. Plus you have to share a locker room with the guy. Mm -hmm. Plus I don't think there was like any beef. I think all these guys really do like Justin Fields. But the thing is, yeah. man, it's the Chicago Bears and you already passed on Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson for Mitchell Trubisky. I just don't think that you could do that again. But if they do hang on to Justin Fields and they do want to move this pick, I mean, I think that the commanders at two definitely want to move up just to ensure, just to make sure that they're going to get Caleb Williams. Um, one, because I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. At least he has the highest ceiling in this draft, and he's from here. And that's a marketing dream, him going back to D.C., the hometown kid. Yeah. He'd want to be here, and um, I think he could you know, kind of be the guy that turns that thing around, just like Joe Burrow was in Cincinnati. Nobody ever thought that the Bengals were going to be relevant, even Bengals fans, and Burrow turned that thing around pretty quickly. So a lot of these teams' organizations are just a quarterback away. But I do think that the Bears do take Caleb Williams. But, man, that would shake everything up. And then I wonder, what do they do? Do they look to trade back, obviously? You know, then do they, do they take Marvin Harrison, just surround Justin mm -hmm. Fields with more weapons? You know, do they go out and get another pass rusher? That's already a pretty damn good defense. Second half of the season, the top 10 defense. And that's what Matt Eberflus does best. He coaches defense. Because that might be where they kick themselves. They probably make the right decision at quarterback and take Caleb Williams, man. But look at the coaches that are even still on the market right now available. Who would you rather have, Nick? Matt Eberflus or Mike Vrabel? 
I mean, even cranky I mean, ass a, old Bill yeah, Belichick. Like you know, like if you want to talk defensive minded head coaches, do you want Bill Belichick, the guy with the rings, or do you want Matt Eberflus? I'll take Belichick, right? Even if the game has passed him by and he's old. So, um, yeah. It's. I, I mean, I think really where the market kind of starts to get a little more interesting is after the number one overall pick. Cause if we can play these games, right. And say, well, maybe this team does this. I've just learned over the years in the NBA and the NFL draft, both are very similar. The stuff that you hear early on, it's not a hundred percent, but the stuff that you hear early on in the process generally tends to come back around as the truth when it's all said and done. Cause in the middle of it, yeah. between the you know, the beginning of the off season and then the actual draft, there's a lot of spots where a lot of teams, agents, everybody are just trying to muddy up the waters as much as they can, right? It's lying season. That's that's all that this comes down to. So you got teams trying to do it, uh, just anybody trying to get an advantage one way or the other. So a player will drop so they could trade up to get a player, whatever the case is. Just going to the number two overall pick does get a little more interesting. If you could start looking as that that market starts to take shape here, uh, you know, at, at books just a, across the board, there are more and more people starting to at least whisper Jaden Daniels number two to Washington over Drake May. Mel Kuyper Jr. did it. Nate Davis, USA Today, friend of shows, come on a bunch of times. Uh, this is something that he also put there too. Drake May then going three to the Patriots. So that's where you really have to start looking at this and going, what would fit better? Because Washington and New England both have clean slates, right? Like new coaches, it's going to be really a new front office in New England, too, just like in Washington because Belichick's not there anymore. So it's, okay, what is the identity of the team going to be in Washington because it's going to be a trickle-down effect in New England. Uh, we've got to figure out who the hell their head coach is, which would be a pretty good start, what the offensive staff looks like. So these are the types of things where I really do believe that number two is up in the air with a slight lean towards Drake May. But if Jaden Daniels has some good workouts, you know what happens, right? These dudes with all of that athleticism on top of the skill set and what he was able to do on the field last year, oh, man, he could start rising up the board to the point where teams are trying to trade up to get Jaden Daniels and even see if Washington's willing to move out of that pick, which I promise you they ain't going to do. Yeah, and that's why, like, I think Caleb Williams goes number one overall, even though, okay, he didn't have the season this year that we thought he was going to have, but also, mm. like, he had to push a lot more because that defense was so bad for USC. And yes. uh, I didn't think this was Lincoln Riley's best coaching job this year. Like when Caleb Williams looked his best this season, it was all like backyard playground stuff. But I still think he's a great talent. He can make every single throw. He's awesome, man. So I think he goes number one overall. But then like the second overall pick or the second quarterback taken, I think that's where it gets interesting because we all thought it was going to be Drake May. And I like Drake May a lot. But remember, like, Jameis when he was at Florida State was awesome that first year and then regressed a little bit that second year. And I would say kind of, like, regressed every year after that. And I'm not saying that that is Drake yeah. May, but, like, teams started playing more too high shell. And also he lost a bunch of weapons from that first year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Kind of like Jordan Love. Like, Jordan Love regressed his that uh, last year at Utah State because he lost, like, half of his offensive line and all of his wide receivers. And it's college football, so they didn't replace him. Um but Jaden Daniels got better every single year. Going to LSU, even going into this season, everybody's like, Jaden Daniels is probably going to have to switch positions. He's going to have to play wide receiver. He reminds me so much of Lamar, just a lighter version of Lamar. He's going to have to put some weight on. He's going to have to learn how to slide, get out of bounds. But mm -hmm. he can make every single throw. Like, look at his A dot, man. He pushes the ball down the field. 
and uh, he's really, really accurate. He's probably more accurate than Lamar. He could be a better overall quarterback than Lamar. That's And that's tough to say because I love Lamar. He's the MVP of the league. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to be a good pro if he's put in the right system. That's why I love, like, system quarterback when we talk about Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, everybody needs a good system. You know, like, Sam Darnold, if he was drafted by the yes. San Francisco 49ers, would probably still be a starting quarterback. Instead, he was drafted by the Jets. And today we're all reading an article in The Athletic about the Jets. Like organizations that are a dumpster fire are always going to remain a dumpster fire unless you fire the idiots and you bring on the smart people, which like hopefully that's the case for the commanders. But yeah, man, I, I could see Jaden Daniels rising and Drake may be in the guy that falls, even though I think all three of them are going to be really good. I just think this is a loaded quarterback and wide receiver class. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where Jaden Daniels has already risen so much anyway. I remember you and I talking about this I want to yeah. say it was towards the end of the regular season in college football. And I was like, I think he's going to end up being a top 10 pick. And that was before that was really a conversation. And when we sat there and was like, you know, looking at his skill set, what he's been able to do with, you know, a lack of a defense. And I mean, yeah, like that actually makes sense. And now we're looking at potentially number two overall pick. And I don't think it goes like he's not going to jump to one, but the workouts, he's going to look good in these workouts and teams are going to love him even more. I actually would maybe lean right now Jaden Daniels going number two over Drake May just because of the upside that's there. And I know that Drake May's got that prototypical size, right? 6'4", 230, whatever he is, big arm. But, you know, you talk about some of the mistakes. He's got some of that YOLO, effort. he's downfield type of mentality that Josh Allen has, which we've seen. It can be good. It can also be really bad, and it can change the dynamic of a game. Jaden Daniels has some of the Lamar Jackson skill set where you can change the dynamic of a game in a different way, and it's with your legs, and that really matters in today's NFL. I just worry that, and it's not like the same people in the organization in Washington anymore, but if there's any just worry that like, oh, we had this in RG3, and then he got hurt. We don't want a quarterback that's going to go out there a little slender, can run a lot, get hurt. There's Trust me, there's still scars from 2012 and what happened. Shout out to Dylan who puts in the uh, in the chat here the days back when Spencer Rattler was going to be the number one oh, overall yeah. pick. That was oh, those God, that and JT Daniels being the favorite to win Heisman for a year were, were my favorite years. Um, really quick, Bo Nix had a terrible day today. Bo Nix, I I would be pissed if my team needed a quarterback and they drafted Bo Nix. And this is like I'm not mm-hmm. saying he can't be a decent quarterback, but I wouldn't want Bo Nix. Um. You know, Michael Penix, if he didn't have two knee knee injuries, two knee surgeries would be interesting. But I want one of those top three guys if I need a quarterback. And if the Bears or the Commanders or anybody else is looking to move out of that pick, um, yeah, I'm making a phone call. This is the year to get your guy. Because next year you're looking at who? Shador, Quinn Ewers? You want one of those top three yeah. guys this year. This is, this is the time to do it for quarterbacks. We could have maybe seven wide receivers taken in the first round. We got edge rushers. We got tackles. I mean, this is really a loaded draft. If you're looking for some of the most important positions in the NFL, you've got them right now, right here. It's BetMGM Tonight.